it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you, suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. WCW Retro, guys. I'm your host for the Evening Papa Show, the Maestro of Wrestling, and what a show we got for you guys tonight. Oh, my goodness. It's great to be here with you all once again. And momentarily, we'll be doing a special interview with the one and only ring veteran himself, my brother, my other mother, professional wrestling, the one and only Lord Everett DeWar will be here joining us, talking about his... Uh, Great career and all he's done through the years and so much more. Great road stories, et cetera. I'm so happy to have Lord Everett DeVore with us tonight and uh, for you guys to enjoy the interview. And uh, he'll be here momentarily, folks. And, of course, after the interview, uh, I'll be uh, talking with the callers here. And I see the callers are lining up. Looking forward to chatting you guys later on after the so much more. Lots of stuff going on, guys. Um, uh, just a few shout-outs, if you will. Uh, Masters of Ring Entertainment, mastersofringentertainment.com. Official Special Friends, officialspecialfriends.com. Innovative Hybrid Wrestling, facebook.com slash IHWWrestling. My friends at the Lost in the Funhouse podcast on YouTube. Look them up. Greg Bo, Blondie, and Latner Hill. Give them some love on YouTube. Uh, and you're all the great VOCNation.com programming in the room every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Shelly Martinez, before that, every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Wrestling History of Bruce Wirt and Ken Resnick, every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, WCW Retro, every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And enjoy all the great programming we've got right here on VOCNation.com. And support us on Pro Wrestling Tees. At ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOCNation. Buy your VOCNation.com 
and WCW retro shirts today. I have one too as well. Uh, the four faces of Strove. Join the Strovolution. Buy the shirt, support our network. Uh, my love appreciation. If you'd like to give me a tip, cup of coffee, tips, etc., that's it at my PayPal. PayPal.me, M is a Mary Easy slash Papa Strove. All together, it's PayPal.me slash Papa Strove. If you'd like to be a featured guest on WCW Retro, hit me up, WCWRetro at Yahoo.com. Sorry, you got to email. WCWRetro at Yahoo.com. Uh, and uh, for my merch, dice, uh, news, wrestling, TV, film, etc., go to my official website, thestro.com, D-H-E-S-D-R-O.com. Direct URL website to my merchandise page is Facebook. Well, you, I'll tell you my Facebook later. <laughs> my merchandise website is thestro.com slash strowmerchandise.html. Uh, Papa Stro merch for all ages, including pets. And this month of Papa Ween, get your Papa Ween merch now. Um, I'm on Facebook at Stro the Maestro, Twitter at Sign the Stro, Instagram at Stro Maestro. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Maestro. I'm on Twitch, twitch.tv slash RealPapaStro. And uh, this tomorrow night on the Stro Zone, midnight Eastern Standard Time, uh, the feature on my Facebook page will be none other than the Wolfman starring Long Cheney. So join us tomorrow night for the Stro Zone. And with that, we'll take our commercial break, and we come back with Sir Lord Everett DeVoe with us. His lordship will be with us live right here in WCW Retro. And deleting the commercial, let's go. Let's hit some. Uh, uh, let's hit some Ricky Steamboat, man. Be back in a few, folks. <laughs> Package Lex Luger, you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? 
General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. Yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. WCW Retro, great to have you guys with us uh, this week. I've uh, been looking forward to this for the past couple of weeks. Uh, it's going to be great, man. Uh, interview in just a moment with uh, Lord Everett DeVore. I'm very excited, for sure. And I'm excited to chat with the callers afterwards uh, about some great wrestling and the old days, nostalgia, etc. Uh, great to be with you guys. Uh, just definitely one of the highlights of the week for me, man. So let's get to it. Without further ado, let's introduce the man of the hour, the one and only Lord Everett Duvoir. Lord hey, Jeff, brother. Thank you WCW so much for having me. <laughs> How you doing? Thank you for so much for having me, brother. Oh, great to have you here, brother, man. It's been, oh, man, it's a long time coming, man. I've been so wanting to have you on the show for so long, and you're finally here. Um, how's it going? It's going really well, man. How about yourself? Oh, blessed to be here. Uh, kicking out from a crazy year. <laughs> but, yeah, we're all here doing it, man. To say oh, the very God. least, man, I mean, we're kicking out on two and three quarters, you know, every day. 
Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. It, it's funny because I, I mentioned earlier about the, the horror sci-fi show do every Friday night, Astrozone, the Facebook, right? And I yeah. I usually feature a diff, different horror and sci-fi flick from, from the old days that give the newer generation a, a look-see that hasn't had a chance to check out the old school horror sci-fi. But, man, this year alone, every time I, I show a feature, I feel like it's happening. So I'm dreading to show the next feature because <laughs> it may be the next event. You know what I mean? No. Well, I'm still waiting for Godzilla to pop out. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm glad we got over to kill a hornet. Yes. <laughs> and, and the sandstorms and the flying ants and God, what was the the new one? Oh, the um, the poisonous caterpillars. Yeah, oh my God, we had a lot of mid card events this year. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy man. Oh, so, so let's get to it, man. Uh, where did all, where did all this begin for Lord Everett Devoir, man? Please take us on your journey. Well, um, I'll try to condense it because I know we we've got a finite amount of time. I guess it all started for me. I was in junior high, and you know, being in, a kid in the '80s, I thought I was being cool. I was wearing a T-shirt that had holes stripped in the back of it. And uh, one of my uh, fellow schoolmates said, hey, uh, who do you think you are, a Hulk Hogan? And I had no clue about professional wrestling. So I was like, well, who the hell is Hulk Hogan? And so he schooled me on, on you know, what channel to watch and what time and so forth. And I turned it on, and man, I was like, holy crap, that's what I want to do. I knew right there. And so... Well, you know as well as I do, back then, the business was very protected. And it's not like today where you just you type on the Internet and you find a school and you pay a couple hundred dollars and away you go. Um, there, there were schools, but they, even the schools were protected. You, you just didn't stumble on them. And so I searched and searched and searched and couldn't find anything. And uh, towards... Uh, my junior year in high school, I had uh, decided that I was going to do this no matter what. So I started following the NWA. Whenever they came to town or the AWA, whoever was here, even the WWF, I, I showed up whenever they got there, offered to help put the ring up, anything I could. And, you know, I got the, you know, thank you for your interest. Yeah, whatever. Here's a hot dog, kid. Go away. And uh, there was a uh, independent wrestling show in Colorado Springs, and it was run. It was, I believe, it was Rocky Mountain Wrestling Association. And they said, "Well, we don't have a school, but there's a school here in Colorado, and one of the trainers is Rufus Jones." And I was like, "I'm, I'm game." let me in. And so I contacted the school and Rufus said, well, come on in. We'll take a look at you. And I think at that point in my life, I was maybe 190 pounds dripping wet. And I walked in and, and Rufus, he just had that, that look on his face of, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and uh, I helped put the ring up. I took it down. I did whatever he asked. And uh, after about three or four months, he says, okay, come on. 
and we'll try you out. And I got in the ring, and they squatted me to death. They ran me to death. They did a million push-ups, and then the beating started. And everything that I thought I knew about pro wrestling went out the window right there. And Rufus swelled my eyes shut, gave me a bloody mouth, sent me on my way. And I'm pretty sure he thought, we'll never see this kid again. And about a week later, I called up and I said, hey, when's the next training session? And he's like, who's this? I said, the kid you just got through beating up. And uh, he said, well, come on back. And uh, from that day forward, um, I never stopped looking back. And it was uh, about four or five weeks in when Rufus gave me one of the biggest compliments of my life. He said, you know, I wish everybody had that kind of heart because it wasn't about, you know, I wasn't six foot six, 380 pounds of muscle, but I had a ton of heart and I did the number one thing that you're supposed to do that you get taught later, but I was automatically doing it was I came in, I shut my mouth and I listened to whatever they had to say. And so that gave me a leg up, if you will, uh, on the training because I was just so excited to be a part of it and got to spend the better part of a year with him. And then um, I moved here to the East coast and continued my training with, I'm sure you remember Johnny Ringo. Oh yeah. A former ring guy with a WCW and trained with Johnny for about six months and um, the rest is history, as they say. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's, speaking of WCW, you, you, you had a few shots with WCW. Um, uh, tell us about some of the matches you had in your experience with WCW and uh, what was it like for you being there? Um, it was It was an amazing journey, and... It's something that will never be duplicated. There'll never be another WCW. And there's a lot of people that are wishing that the current product that's out there is going to turn into WCW 2.0. But it's just not going to happen. There was only one WCW. And how my opportunity came about was I was working with Bill Eady. And uh, people may know Bill Eady's uh, Demolition Axe, the mass superstar. And he took me under his wing and he polished me. And uh, after about a year, I said, I was getting kind of frustrated. I didn't really know what to do. Uh, Things weren't going the way that I wanted them to go. And so I asked Bill, just be bluntly honest. Am I wasting my time? And he said, no, it's all about right place, right time. You've got the tools, you can do it. And so he gave me the best advice I've ever gotten in my life. He, he asked me what I did for a shoot job, and I told him, and he goes, okay, you're making good money. Save up as much money as you can. Quit your job and follow them around. It'll pay off. Squeaky wheel gets oil. Don't worry about sending in the tape, the resume, and all that other crap. Just show up and offer your services. And so I did, and I followed WCW around for almost a year. And as a matter of fact, the day that I got um, 
I had we I forget where we did the nitro, but it was a it was about a nine or a ten hour drive home. And I got home, and I unpacked my bag, and I said, you know what? Enough of this shit. I'm done. Uh, uh-huh. I spent enough money. Uh, I'm done. And a friend of mine called me, and he said, hey, WCW is doing um, Saturday night taping in Salisbury, Maryland. Are you going to go? And I said, you know what? No, I- I'm done. I'm tired of hearing the word no. I'm done. And he says, well... Hey, man, if you don't mind, can you take me up there? I would like to try. And so I said, okay, here we go. So I threw my stuff back in the car, picked him up, and we drove to Salisbury. And as soon as I walked in the door, I turned the corner, and Terry Taylor said, please tell me you have your stuff. And I was like, um, yeah. Why? And he said, a bunch of people missed their connecting flight. And they were desperately looking for workers. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. He goes, no, I'm not joking. Go get your stuff. You're working. And that was my opportunity. Right place, right time. And as a matter of fact, my first night in the company was against uh, Raph, Brian Clark. Uh, Some of the older fans may remember him as Adam Baum from WWF. And... Amazing night. Brian was a, a class act and is still a class act. Uh, took really good care of me, and we, we had a really good time that night. And that was uh, the first of many nights. And uh, my experience in WCW, I know a lot of people, they they have good things to say about it. They have bad things to say about it. Now, I, the only thing I'll say bad about it, and you can attest to this because you were there longer than I was, and you were on a much different level of the ladder than I was, was a disorganization. Um, Because my first night there, I literally got, I was supposed to work Ming. And they stood me next to Ming, and they said, no, you're too tall to work Ming. So they took me to the next guy. No, you're too tall to work him because I'm 6'4". No, you can't Mm -hmm. work him, you can't work him, you can't work him. And finally, they stood me next to Brian, and we were about the same height. So, yep, that's who you're going to work. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> disorganization isn't the and, – and the funny thing was um, there were so many people in the back that were um, Indians instead of Chiefs. I got five different finishes that night. And – Every person that gave me the finish, somebody walked up behind them and said, no, don't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. We're going to do this. So it, it was it was interesting right off the bat. But you know what? I'll, I'll never trade it for anything else because, again, <clears throat> WCW's gone now. And you and I, we got to live a part of history, the Monday Night Wars. And that's something that today's generation, they can only sit and watch it. We got to live it. Uh, that's so true. I, I, I tell you, one time, um, a funny story real quick. Uh, we're waiting in the back for the card. The card, the chalkboard went up and down like five or six times. I remember Regal, uh, Booker, and myself were all just like hanging out, just uh, – 
I think at one point we're playing cards and doing jumping jacks. <laughs> this was way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was nuts, man. Oh God. Um, Just waiting yeah, to get wait, that assignment. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, yeah, you, you're right. WCW was uh, a tremendous time, and. And during the time that, you know, we were there, I mean, it was just rocking the wrestling world. And at one point, was on was on top of the world with the best, literally the best talent from all parts of the globe at one point. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was crazy. When, when I got in there, we were legitimately selling out. And when I say we, I mean WCW. Obviously, I wasn't selling anything out. But the company was selling out legitimately everywhere. Even the house shows were sold out. And so it was, uh-huh. it was a surreal moment to go from your standard any booking where, you know, you get 50 people or a couple hundred people or even a thousand people to going to a building where there's literally thousands and thousands and thousands. And I think one of my more memorable nights was uh, in Denver, Colorado. I got to work against Hall and Nash. For the WCW tag titles And that arena was sold out I think it was like 17 or 18,000 people And uh, something that Rufus and Bill told me uh, And you you can attest to this They always tell you to slow everything down Not just in the ring, but in general Absorb your environment and enjoy it Because it's Mm -hmm. over before you know it And... I remember I was standing backstage waiting for them to do whatever they were going to do uh, with uh, Hall and Nash. And then the music hit, and they didn't tell. uh, My tag team partner was Bobby uh, Stark. Mm -hmm. They didn't tell either one of us what they were doing with the story. They just said, stand here, wait for the music, and go. And when the music hit, Bischoff was standing next to Bobby and I. And when the music hit, it was a Steiner Brothers music. And Bobby looked at me uh-huh. and he goes, oh, shit, they're going to kill us. <laughs> and Eric just busted out laughing. He goes, oh, come on. It'll be fine. Uh-huh. Walked out. Oh, man. And everybody in the building is popping because they think the Steiner Brothers are coming. And out walks <laughs> us. And the crowd went from, yeah, to... What the fuck? Oh, excuse me. I didn't mean to drop that far. But the crowd was like, are you kidding me? But it was a fun. And, and, you know, it was awesome because uh, I'm from Colorado originally, as I said. And so my mother got to be there, my sister, my brother-in-law. I had all sorts of family and uh, friends there. And so it was really cool because. When we got to the arena, um, my my mother, before she passed away, um, when we got to the arena, she looked around and she saw the, key, the TVs, uh, the cameras, the lights, etc. And, you know, she looked at me and, and she said, you know what? I never thought you would have made it to this level. I'm so proud of you. And <clears throat> that, was, that was a defining moment. Uh, that that that's that's awesome. Uh, you know, in moments like that, words can't describe the rush you feel uh, when you're out there, especially 
on the big stage and and you're performing and and from you know where you came from you know i mean it's just uh this pri- priceless the moment that is oh absolutely and, and like i said where i was going with that was they tell you to absorb the moment and 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 really you know just revel in it. and i remember as soon as the music hit i went from nervousness and excitement to oh crap and i really don't remember much about the match or walking down to the ring and not because i'm old mm-hmm. it just it it went by so quickly it was a blur right but yeah, richard uh, uh, funny story richard uh-huh go ahead uh one of the one of my favorite matches was working the great Muda. Um, I got to work oh, in, wow. in Chattanooga, Tennessee at the UTC Arena. And oh, I, I laughed at this for so long afterwards because when I got there, um, I had never seen Mood alive. So I didn't know what to expect. And I had no clue how big Muda was. Yeah. And when, when I saw my name on the board, Muda, I'm like, okay, I'm marking out. Now, this is cool. And so I'm walking backstage, and I turn the corner, and there's this dude, six foot something. And I'm like, holy shit, you're big. Uh, <laughs> nice as can be. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, and uh, Terry walked up and said to Muda, uh, this is the guy you're going to beat up. Have fun with it. So Muda said, mm-hmm. hey, can you take the dragon screw? And I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. And Terry said, now do me a favor. Don't mess this finish up. Make sure you sell it. You take it the right way. We don't want you getting hurt. And so I said, sure, no problem. And we did the match, and he did the, the dragon screw leg whip, finished the match, and I sold it from the ring all the way past the curtain back through the double doors. And as soon as they opened up the double doors, Terry Taylor was standing there with two EMTs. And as soon as the doors closed, I stood up and started walking right. And Terry Taylor was like, you son of a – and I was like, what? You told me to sell it. Uh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, Moody, yeah I remember Moody at one time lit out this laughter, and I didn't know how to take it because I've never you know, heard him laugh before. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but he was – Yeah. Oh, he was great. Oh, my God. Moody was amazing. He, he was awesome. The thing that really wowed me about Muda is not only his size, but how light he is. Yes. His speed elbow, if your eyes weren't open, you didn't even know when to register. <laughs> it, it was so quick, too. God, his timing was yeah. amazing. Um, Richard uh, from UK uh, wanted to send this on asking you where did uh, – how did you get the Lord Ever Devore persona, and was there uh, an influence from the Blue Bloods and William Regal about that making that process happen? Oh, great question. Actually, um, I went through a myriad of gimmicks, and nothing was really working. And I sat down with Bill Eady one day, and I said, "I need help with the gimmick." And that's when he imparted, well, the best gimmicks are the ones that are you, just the volume turned all the way up. So he told me to go back through my family history 
and find something that stuck out. And so when I retraced our family's history, we found out that our family was ennobled in the France in the 1400s. And yeah. so I dug a little deeper on that. And uh, there, there was a little bit of, of influence with the blue blood. Uh, but, but more of my influence uh, actually came from Gorgeous George and Adrian Street. And I kind of melded nice. those two together along with uh, Motley Crue and Elton John, believe it or not. And oh, wow. each, each time I went out, I added a different layer to it until I got to that final product of Lord Ever Devore. And when I finally reached it, I, I knew that it was something special and it was something that was going to work because uh, the honky-tonk man was sitting in the locker room one time and I was getting dressed. And I took a pair of my trunks to a lady up in uh, D.C. and she did uh, costuming for uh, the Kennedy Center and she also did stuff for drag queens and and different types of entertainment. And I said, what can you do with these trunks to really separate it? And I gave her my idea of Gorgeous George and Elton John. And she's like, well, you know what? Let's sew some French lace on the back of it. And so she sewed the French lace on the back. And we're standing there. And she goes, you know, what about a nice poet shirt, uh, an English poet shirt? And I said, well, that's Okay. But let, can we do something to it? And she's like, well, let's add ruffles everywhere. And so it was, it was just a step-by-step process of something that worked and something that didn't. And, and in the beginning, um, I got a lot of comparisons against Stephen Regal, and which you know I took as a compliment, but I also wanted to separate myself. I didn't want to be Stephen Regal 2.0. And so uh, when I sat there, um, I was like, you know what? Let's let's do the androgynous, and let's take it, push that envelope all the way. And so I started teasing my hair out like the hair bands of the '80s, and I threw enough makeup on myself that the women were jealous. I had a lot of the female wrestlers walking up to me asking me if I could do their makeup for them. <laughs> and it, 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 like I said, when I just when I got to that final product. Um, Honky Tonk Man was sitting there, and he looked at me in my in my final product, and he goes, "My God, son, you are a heat seeker," and I, I hadn't hadn't heard that term yet, and so I was like, "You know, what is that?" And he goes, "Oh, trust me, you'll find out as soon as you walk through that door. You're going to know what I'm talking about." And when I walked out there in that final version, it just the place exploded, and and it was because, um. At that time, I started using Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman as my entrance music. And so (laughs) when people heard the music, they were expecting a cowboy gimmick or they were expecting a pretty boy. And out walks six foot four, 265 drag queen. And and the place just (laughs) exploded. That's awesome. (laughs) That's amazing. Um. Steve uh, from Virginia uh, wanted to ask, uh, did you ever uh, do any any, uh, runs for the USWA? And if so, was uh, Jerry Lawler there at the time? 
Uh, I did. Yes, Jerry was there. I actually got into the USWA shortly after. I can't remember what year it was. Oh no, I do. It was uh, the year Diana died. Um, we had just did a show at Center Stage, and a couple of the boys were working uh, the next day for USWA, and they said, "Hey, why don't you tag along? Uh, you never know." And so I remember I pulled up in the parking lot of the TV station and sleeping in my car, and I woke up to the sound of Diana's funeral and uh, wow. got to work. My first match was with Paul Diamond, and mm-hmm. tremendous worker. I loved working with Paul. Um, yeah, Jerry was there. Um, they weren't quite sure what to take of my gimmick, Um I think it was a, a little too um, out there um, for an introduction, but Dutch loved it. Dutch was the booker. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as I got done my match with uh, Paul, uh, Dutch offered me my first contract, and so I was very honored. And uh, you know, nice. the, the curse of the wrestling, wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, two and a half months after I got my contract. USWA folded. <laughs> huh. Which oh, I blame that on Steve Carino. <laughs> and he blames oh, okay. it on me. Because <laughs> everywhere we went, and when we got there, it was normally at the tail end when the ship was going down. Oh, okay. Oh, man. I got some reminiscences about with, uh, I, I was trying to get an ECW after WCW um, got bought out. And, uh, they end up folding too. <laughs> it's like a domino thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, God. and here's a good ECW story. Um, oh, yeah, please. Diego. Uh, Diego and I, uh, we went and we tried out with Polly. And mm-hmm. uh, my knees were shot and blasted. And I, I just couldn't do anything at that point. But Diego did f- tremendously well, made it all the way through. Tommy Dreamer really liked him, and um, here is here's where the business gets really weird. Mm-hmm. They offered Diego a job, but it was uh-huh. the way it was put to him was, "We'd love to, for you to come work, but we can only pay you like a hundred dollars a night, and we feel that's oh. an insult." Now, little did they know. That on the independent circuit during those years, $100 was a godsend. I'd have drove to California <laughs> for $100. <laughs> right. No doubt. Oh, man. That, that's that's Yeah, because the money sense. back then, it, it was it was weird. And uh, a story, I was on the road with Barbarian. And uh, okay. we got to talking about, you know, what's it like out there currently. And he so Barb asked me, he goes, you know, what's the pay out there? And I said, well, guys, just starting out, you know, they're making maybe $15, $20. And, and Barb just got this weird look on his face, and he goes, are you kidding me? And I went, no. And I said, if you if you got a good gimmick and you're you're a good hand in the ring, you can get $75, $100 a night. I said, but mm-hmm. most guys are out there for $20, $30 bucks at the most. And he looked at me, and I said, what? And he goes, that's what I was making when I first started wrestling. Oh man! Wow! 
Yeah. It's pretty interesting that on the independent level, nothing's changed. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, I, I'm sure you can test this, you know, there's like, you hear uh, some people say that, you know, back in my day, we were like booming business and everything, and we were doing this and yada, yada. And then they come to find out uh, when you talk to some of the veterans, like you, like you just mentioned, it's like, <laughs> hate to break it to you, but <laughs> yeah, hate to break it to you, but we because I remember Bill told me one time I think they were making uh, the minimum payout uh, with Crockett was it like fifty or sixty bucks? Did I lose you, Stro? Hey, all right. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Lord uh, DeVore, he uh, stepped out, but we'll be uh, just called, he'll be calling back here, hopefully, in just a few minutes. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, but uh, uh, there he is. Okay. We'll get him back on here. Hey, Lord, sorry yeah, about that. Back. Internet sorry. demons. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> It never never fails. Uh, but yeah, it was like I was mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, uh, it's, you know, no matter where you go, there you are in this business. It's crazy, man. Um, like you said, I was going to ask you. Um, also, you know, you do a lot of you do a lot. I mean, gosh, uh, um, you're promoting now for UCW. Uh, you got the uh, the Diego and Devore show now going on uh tell us a little bit about that and what it, what's like being on the promoting end and also how's the show been going with you and diego and and if you could also brush up on like the, the friendship you've had with diego through the years oh absolutely um diego i actually bumped in diego uh just to uh, put this in a nice little bow um, I first met Diego just as he was graduating high school, and I actually started his training, and we've been mm-hmm. friends ever since, and uh, it's been an amazing ride. Um, as far as being a promoter, um, you think you know it all in this business. You really do, and then you, you step outside your comfort zone, and you decide to do something else, and man, let me tell you, you don't know anything in this business until you've tried everything. Uh, but it, it's it's been a wonderful experience, um, mm-hmm. learning as you go. Um, I've had a fantastic team uh, supporting me, and uh, with Diego at my side. And um, you know, before COVID kicked us in the rear, um, we were on track. This was year three for us, and this was going to be our most successful year. And then uh, COVID happened, but uh, that's all right. We're going to kick out. And uh, hopefully 2021 uh, will be a much better year. Um, the Diego and DeVore podcast um, was actually born out of COVID. Um, we sat there with our team and we said, well, I saw early on, I think this was in May, that this wasn't going to go anywhere anytime soon. 
and we had to come up with something what we were going to do to keep the company name alive, the brand alive, as well as our talent. And so uh, we were sitting there one day, and Diego's like, well, have you ever thought about a podcast? And I said, well, I've thought about it, but I don't know anything about it. And he goes, well, mm-hmm. we're not doing anything. We're both stuck at home. Let's try it. And right. we started it uh, the first week of June. And right now, as we sit here, we are in, in 42 states, 138 cities in the U.S., and we're in 21 countries and 192 cities, I think, worldwide. Um, wow. It's, it's, and the beautiful thing is the last two months, it's growing organically. And I never thought that it would take off the way that it has. Uh, we've been very fortunate and very blessed uh, to have things fall into place the way that they have. Um, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't be more happy. As a matter of fact, it's going so well that I wished we had done the podcast first because it's allowed us to capture an, an audience in a way that um, I never thought we really could before. And I think it would have been more beneficial to start the podcast first. That way, when we hit the grounds with live events, we already had a built-in audience. Right. And what a show it is. And uh, at, well, tell us, uh, how can we uh, keep up with the Diego and Devore show? Where can we keep up with all the happenings well, with you guys? Well, you can find the Diego and Divorce Show uh, wherever you find your favorite podcast. We're on iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, Speaker. Uh, we just landed Amazon Podcast. We're really happy about that. They've got 50 million listeners every day. Um, you can find us on Anchor.fm. Um, you can also find us through our website, the Diego and Divorce Show dot com, or you can find us through the Ultimate Championship Wrestling site, which is ucwforever.com. Now you can find us on Facebook, Diego and Divorce Show. Fantastic. Uh, who would I, I, I failed to ask before, but like, you know, you've really had a chance to work with some greats through the years. And uh, I was going to ask you, who were some of your influences and who were some of the great people that that you've, you've worked with over the years. I, I know uh, personally one, one of my favorite deals that you did was with Missy Hyatt uh, a while back. Uh, you guys were so yes. entertaining together. It was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Well, that, yeah, <laughs> that was a dream come true. Um, having Missy Hyatt as my valet was a pretty cool experience. Um, I, I've been very blessed. I've got to work with a lot of names that I never thought that I would. Uh, whether it be Muda, Hall, Nash, uh, Bagwell, um, Demolition, uh, the Bushwhackers. Um, I mean, a, a host of people. I've, I've been fortunate enough that I actually got Lou Thez to referee one of my matches, which was an incredible experience. And That's awesome. It's something that I'll, I'll always look back on fond with. Um I think some of my most, some of my greatest influences was Ted DiBiase, Mr. Perfect, uh, Bret Hart, and 
wrestling style anyways, uh, Ric Flair mm-hmm. and Arn Anderson. I, I was always drawn to the to the work ethic of those guys and more so the psychology uh, because one of the things when, when I got to work with Bill Eady and he was uh, polishing me up and grooming me was, you know, you know how to bump, you know how to do this, but can you go out there and do absolutely nothing and get the same response? And so he showed me the finer points of the psychology, which just blew me away. And it, it confirmed why I liked Ted DiBiase, why I liked Ric Flair. And, you know, they go out there and they work these physical matches, but their psychology was what hooked people in even more than their work. Right. Right. Um, Steve also asked in a question. One's asking that if are there any wrestlers do you have helped train? And two, what advice would you give to the wrestlers of the of the new generation? Um, yes. Um one of uh one of my students early on was Deimos. Uh you can look uh-huh. him up. Uh he's doing some pretty cool things. He's actually working with uh Roddy Piper's daughter and Ronda Rousey right now. And he's uh He's a good kid, good talent, and he's going to do some good things down the road. Uh, My advice to anybody getting in this business is don't pay attention to social media because social media has got it wrong. And back when you and I were on the road, we didn't have Twitter. Mm -hmm. We didn't have Instagram. We couldn't just (laughs) say, hey. Tag a promoter that wants me, you know, you want to see me work for. You went out, you did that drive. And you didn't know if you were booked that day. You just went. And that's how you got bookings was you showed up and you helped out no matter what. Don't be scared to do those drives. I mean, there were times we did 15, 20-hour one-way drives with no guarantee. Mm -hmm. But what we got out of it was a plethora of bookings. Don't be scared to do those drives. Don't be that guy that walks in, throws the bags down, and doesn't do anything. Ask the promoter, do you need help? Anything. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be just setting the ring up or tearing it down. Do you need help with anything? And and more importantly, etiquette. Make sure you have your etiquette in the locker room. It goes a long way with promoters. Not only just the boys, because the locker has changed vastly since you and I were in it. But mm-hmm. the promoters, um, if they're worth their weight, etiquette goes a very long way. Um, I've got, I've been very blessed. I've had a very great locker, and hint, hint. I'm hoping to get you back soon. Um, okay. I've been very blessed <laughs> with guys <laughs> that were willing. To help And again not not just with the ring But hey boss What do you need Can I get you anything not, not get you a drink But you know what do you need help with What do you need to get done And, and they were very selfless In their acts And for me That's what I look for in a worker Not just the look 
or not just being able to work. I look for the, the hunger, the drive. Do you want to be there or you just want to be there to get your crap in? That's it. Absolutely. Well, uh, Lord of War, it, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show tonight. I, I can't thank you enough for being here. Uh, this has been tremendous. Uh, if, if anybody, any fans wants to keep in touch with you and get a hold of you, how can they do so? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Real Lord DeVore. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Everett DeVore. Um, you can reach me through my website, ucwforever.com. Uh, we've got an email uh, address there at contact at ucwforever.com. Or just hit me up on Facebook Instant Message. Um, I'm generally pretty responsive. Um, shoot job. Sometimes can't get to it immediately, but I will get back with you. And I appreciate you letting me on, brother. It was a, it's been too long since we've talked, and I don't want to go yeah. such a long period of time before we talk again. Absolutely. Yeah, we definitely need this more often. And than if I, I, I can't may, sure. Uh, oh no, the pleasure's been all mine. Uh, and a quick plug, if I can, go to Pro Wrestling Tees and go to UCW uh, LLC and get your UCW gear. Or we have a brand new uh, Diego and Divorce Show shirt. So pick those up. It's 20 bucks. Can't beat it. I'm thinking we'll work on getting mine for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, actually, oh, come on. You know I'm going to spot you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely represent, no doubt. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, brother. Love you, man. And please give my best to Diego. And uh, you guys, uh, feel free to come back here here anytime you want. And uh, I can't wait to see you again, man. I miss you guys so much. Absolutely, brother, man. I love you, and you take care out there. And thank you for having me. Love you too, brother. Thank you so much. That was uh, his lordship, Lord Everett DeVar. Folks, uh, what a pleasure having him on the show tonight. Uh, we're going to be back after this commercial break. We take a quick ball to the cause, and we'll come back. We'll have the callers here, man. We'll talk wrestling and so much more right here on WCW Retro. And to lead into our commercial, we'll we'll play you a little bit of uh, have some Jimmy Viant. Be back in a few, folks. Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray there too, right Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. 
squash. I didn't get thrown off a uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the... Rocky War. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get, get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. <laughs> WCW Retro, uh, 
big, huge thank you to Lord Everett DeVar for such a great interview uh, earlier in the podcast. Uh, such a pleasure having him on. I totally enjoyed it. And uh, I really hope uh, we have him back in the future with him and uh, Diego for sure. Uh, but, yeah, guys, uh, what a great interview. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview as much as I did. Uh, it was tremendous having him here on WCW Retro. And uh, with that, we see the callers online, so let's get to it. Let's uh, let's do this. Can't wait to chat with you guys. First off, uh, 843 Area Code, is this Velvet? It's the amazing one. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> hey, brother. How you hey, doing, brother. What's brother? up, man? I'm doing well. That's well, awesome, dude. Been, uh, man, tell yeah. you something real quick. I, I'll tell you something real quick. Go ahead, I've been, man. Uh, I've been tuning organs with my brother-in-law, some pipe organs at some cool. historic church here. It's been fun. Oh, that's awesome. I love that organ sound, man. It's uh, Those organs play some pretty music. Well, tuning them is a, is a, is, is a chore. Somebody's got to oh, be a key holder, <laughs> and you got to hold that mm-hmm. note. And it takes until like until the person who's tuning it gets it right, and it's um, right. And then like we like today, my brother-in-law had to play Spider-Man because there's some pipes on the wall, and we had mm-hmm. we tried six different ladders to get there, and we just wasn't working. So we ended up putting oh, some huge pipes down so he could get to tune the majority. Of, it was crazy. Man. It was scary too. I'm underneath him. At a little chancel area with a small organ and the big organ oh, in front of the church, and it's like oh, I'm my. watching him make sure he's not gonna fall forty feet, and I'm holding the note, going, "Oh, this ain't great." <laughs> this is long, <laughs> right? So I told oh. him, I said, "Hey, you're on the ladder. No Jeff Hardy crap, okay?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. He was like, Absolutely. "I'm not moving." <laughs> but yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, man. I'll send you the pictures um, later, but you'll be like, oh, yeah, cow. please do. Let's check that out, man. That's pretty, that's yeah, awesome. Man. Cool. Hey, that <laughs> interview was awesome, dude. I do, Thank I you. do remember him for a short time. Uh, it took me yeah. to remember, you remember who he was, but yeah. I'd love to see if somebody has it, if somebody could find it. Maybe Steve could. Maybe if there's, if it wasn't a house show it, that he mm-hmm. wrestled Muda, that would be awesome to find. Yes. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. Sure we can't yeah, find it, a good... it would be awesome. Yeah, I knew you would like Devore. He's a good dude. Oh, he. Uh, yeah, yeah. He... And you know what? He's genuine. He's old school. He's genuine. Been there and done yeah. that. He's doing it. He did it the right way. And I mean, that's that's great. Kids today just want, like you yeah. said, they don't care. They just want to be on, do what they want to do, and that's it. Self-serving and run away. <laughs> Bottom line, that's <laughs> true. Like, it reminds me of. Uh, the Chavo Guerrero segment on, uh, I think it was Dun- Dunder <laughs> they did one time, where Chavo was, like, calling out Goldberg, right? And uh, Mike yeah. Graham, he walks like Mike Graham. Mike Graham was like, dude, what are you doing? Goldberg's not here. And and, and Chavo elbows uh, Mike Graham. like, yeah, man, I'm just trying to get some TV time. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, I'm, I'm wrestling man. catering right now I just want to get some TV on Come on, help me out <laughs> Booker T said he did that a lot He goes, I said, what'd you do, Book? You know, back in the in the you know, late 80s, uh, 90s in WCW He goes, shoot, man, if I wasn't on TV I was wrestling that damn catering <laughs> You ain't lying 
Oh, man, the catering was awesome. I ain't going to lie. That's oh, good no, catering, hey, WCW catering was bad to the bone. I'm sorry. I was there late, but it was badass. I didn't have oh, a problem. God, I, I said, it. yeah, I'll sit back. You know, I'll sit back here. <laughs> yeah, if, if I had a night off, whatever, man, just give me the food. I'm going to be happy. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I had a great time the times I was there. I mean, I got to hang out with Mike Awesome and Ray Mysterio and Tori oh, yeah, Wilson man. and Rick Steiner. They, we all sat together. Like, every time I showed up, they were like, oh, come on, come on, come on, come over here. Every time. Oh, those guys are so cool, man. Yeah. So cool. All right. Who else we got going on? Yeah, what, what's happening? Oh, yeah. Man, let's, let's get some Open people to join the party here, man. We got uh, <laughs> Professor Steve. Uh, Steve, welcome yeah. back, man. Uh, glad to be on. Thanks for uh, asking some of my questions. And uh, well, I'd like to see those uh, organ tuning things later as well. Oh, cool. I got you. <laughs> yeah, what a great interview uh, with uh, his lordship, man. Oh, yeah. It was, he was good great. time. It was awesome. Yeah, I like the Muda story. Hopefully, I can catch a UCW show later when you know the shows start running again. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that that'd be cool, man. Yeah, I'm, for real. I'm, I'm hope, hoping next year we can see a lot of things open up and make things happen for the wrestling world. Needs to. For sure. We got to get moving here. Yeah. Need some TV time. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta get our TV time in, right? <laughs> That's right. We gotta get our TV time in, baby. <laughs> Shoot, all we right. all should be chanting. We should, We all should be chanting Goldberg at this point to get some TV time in. Yes, yeah, right. That or get that or get some heat. <laughs> get some uh, cell phone time. Get some yeah. quick heat. Speaking, speaking of getting the time in, take a deep breath, folks. Uh-oh. Guess who's coming back? The retro, the one and only. Malcolm. Oh yeah, my buddy. Malcolm, welcome back, brother. How you doing, man? Hey, Papa Strout. Uh, the key word tonight is decorum. It's your show, and I want to show plenty of decorum tonight. <laughs> nice, very good. Why? Thank you. Okay, there, uh, Wade Barrett. And Thanks, I, Wade Barrett. Papa Strout. <laughs> I don't know much about this guy, Lord, the Lord guy, but he does a really good mm-hmm. interview. And he's oh, very so. professional, and he made he made me laugh. He's pretty funny too. You could tell him. I oh, his sense of humor is off the charts, man. Oh my God, it's, it's, I love his sense of humor. Uh, the, uh, the stories I could tell you about the war, man. Uh, we had some good times together through the years. He That's always, cool. Him and, him and Diego get kept me. Him and Diego, man, they kept me laughing so hard. <laughs> Those guys are great. <laughs> yep, yeah, Papa so Strong, I'm twelve about. miles away from. Rock Springs, Wyoming. So I'm gonna wow, stay you're way out there, man. Best Western tonight. Yeah. Cool. I, I'm getting close to Hulkamania. Two states away from the Hulkster. Oh. Yeah, he's coming. We get him hooked up when he gets there. <laughs> <laughs> Brother. Yeah. Papa Joe, I'm not gonna bother you unless you need me. right? What's that? Hey, I'm not gonna bother you unless you need me. Well, you you're you're fine. You're good, man. You're not bothered at all. No, I I, I know Velvet, I'm a pest listen. sometimes, and I want to cut that listen. out. I, Velvet, listen, we have to get some southern is. hospitality. Oh, we going? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, what was it? Uh, two, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, two pork chops with a side of bacon. 
Oh my god. Ham and eggs. Hey, if you ever heard ham and eggs, you know you're getting double teamed at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, Velvet, can we get everybody down there to that restaurant? You and Dr. John go to Marie's or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, me and you and Papa Stro and Steve get all of us down there together and have Mr. Hollywood, Granny Hulkster, everybody. Oh, good Lord. You can get everybody in South Carolina. South Carolina's going to explode. <laughs> I'm abandoning the Raiders. Steve'd be like, I, Steve be like, I don't know these crazy guys. Right? Steve would be like, he walk in and walk right out. I get my food to go, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I sit in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Papa Stroh, I'm abandoning the Raiders. They left Oakland oh, for the on. second They're time. <laughs> if you want to abandon the oh, team, abandon mine. They suck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't buy it from them. I like the okay, team guys. that I grew up with all in right, the all 70s. All right, all right. All right. Okay. Ba- brace yourself, Pull it back guys, in with some decorum. Decorum. Think of decorum, I got a Skype call, so... Your guess is to be Uh-oh. as good oh, as that's mine. Oh, that's Brian. That's Brian. Let's hope it's Brian. <laughs> right? <laughs> hope it's Brian. Everybody cross your fingers. Okay. Brian Vaughn? One, one, one. One, one, yeah. one area code. Let's see who this is. Welcome to WCW Retro. Well, I came on down. I'm an extra contestant on WCW Retro. <laughs> oh, God. Thank hey, go. you, hey, Brian. Are you coming to South Carolina, hey, Brian. Too, brother? <laughs> No, hey, hey, how you doing? I'm I'm sitting here watching the Atlanta Braves against the Los Angeles oh, Dodgers and the playoffs. Hang up, Braves hang up on him. Six to one. Hang up on him. Right hang up now. on him, please. Oh God. And uh, first time in 19 years in the playoffs. And uh, oh God. Uh, I'd also like to thank everybody that tuned in today to the WSC Lounge debut on uh, Instagram. Uh, it was a success. Uh, actor. Max Gill from uh, Bernie Miller. Nice. Yeah! He played Detective uh, Stan Wojciech. Mike Corbin from General Hospital. Uh, it was a two-hour show it ended up being, so very good interview. A lot nice. of things discussed. Cool. And so really enjoyed Brian, that. Very right. good. Brian, did you did you t- ask Max Gill about me? Did he say hello? Oh, my God. Well, you'll have oh, to watch Okay. What's your name again? Um, Malcolm. I forgot your name. You have to watch because uh, the answer was Justin real back, long. So. Justin, welcome back. Right. How you doing? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, man? How you feeling? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How you feeling? He asked hey. me, Justin Malcolm, what you doing, man? Hey, Papa Stroh, you should have seen the video that Justin sent me. He's got a goatee, and Clark Kent's on. He's telling Brady off. It's hilarious. <laughs> hey, 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 sure. This was the radio show. No, this was the video I sent to uh, Brady. I was like, yeah, man, you wish you could look as good as me. Yeah, take out the hair. Take out the... Yeah, man. Just having so much fun, that's all. Oh, my God. Hey, that was the... hey Justin, you remind me. Hey, matter of fact. As a matter of fact, that was the first. That was the first time I got a haircut since COVID. That was like oh. a few months ago. 
Other than amateur hour at the improv, uh, is there any, <laughs> uh, let, let's get back to wrestling. Um, okay. Old, 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 school, old, old school matches. Who, who's going first? Oh, I got one for you. I yes. got one, but I'll wait. I got one for you. Um, sure. I would say, I would say Chris Benoit versus uh, Hulk Hogan and uh, and uh, Eddie Eddie Guerrero. No, I wasn't even a match. So this yeah, old school and dream. Free. No, no, no yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm out of my mind. Now. Did Eddie Graham wrestle? No, but I was actually thinking uh, my favorite match I actually watched was uh, it was Kurt Angle and uh, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And it was that uh, nice. was a yeah, shooting star press. That, that was a good one. That was a good one. And supposedly, and supposedly, during the interview, I guess Kurt Angle said if he would, if he didn't move further or closer, that Brock would, that Brock probably would have broke his neck and he probably wouldn't be wrestling today. And, I believe uh, it. That was rough, man. It's it's crazy. It's right. crazy that you never. It's crazy for for his size. You don't ever see him. It would be crazy to see him do a shooting star press, even if, even though it was 2004, and it was just like, wow, just like the big show Mark Henry collapsing the ring a couple years ago. It was there scary. Is, um, there's some footage of Brock in earlier in his career, uh, you know, before he was in WWE officially on the roster, and he was doing shooting star presses like pretty early in his career. It's Amazing, someone that big could move like a cruiserweight. Yeah, and he, what protected Brock was—I mean, he had that thick neck from all those years of amateur wrestling. Because you know, in a lot of amateur wrestling training, is doing like neck bridges and then building up the neck muscles and everything. So I mean, if he didn't have a strong neck, uh, Kurt Angle's right; he definitely would have had a broken neck <laughs> something, no doubt. Yeah, I know for sure. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just like a skinny guy, you know all that. I know for sure my neck ain't that strong. Every time I every time I try to do like a bridge, like before I go to sleep, I try that every night. And I'm like, God damn, are my arms gonna support it? Where is my neck gonna support it? And I'm like, damn it. And I and I just fall and I collapse. I'm like, damn it. Well, that's, well, that's a good choice. Uh, thank you, thank you, Justin. That's a good choice. Angle and Lesnar yeah. from WrestleMania. Uh, who's next? Great start. So I'll far. go. Um, I go want. Ahead. Go ahead. I've been thinking about getting there, two two states away, and I told Hulk Hogan this was my favorite WrestleMania match of him because it was in a steel cage, and it had some great moments at the LA Sports Arena. In 86, when they had three venues, they had the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island, New York. They had the uh, Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, Illinois. And they had um, the L.A. Sports Arena in Los Angeles, California. And the main event, the very last match, was Hulk Hogan defending the WWF title against um, 
King Kong Bundy, Bundy Mania. And Bundy even tied his T-shirt or tied something like a T-shirt around Hogan's neck around the top rope. And Hogan, I thought Bundy was going to go out and win the title, and Hogan just shot across with his neck tied to the top rope and stopped Bundy from getting out of there. And he took Bundy's best avalanche, and he just smiled at him, you know. And then he, and then he, uh, he kicked Bundy. Bundy was trying to climb up with him at the top of the cage, and Hogan kicked him backwards. And then Hogan just climbed over the top of the cage, and then he grabbed, and then he he singled out Bobby Heenan, and he trapped Bobby Heenan in the cage. <laughs> he rammed him in a steel cage. That was fun. Ricky Schroeder was there. Robert Conrad was there. And, uh, and Tommy Lasorda, the Dodgers, was the guest ring announcer. It was great. Papa Stroh hearing Tommy Lasorda. And new and still world champion, Hulk Hogan. And everybody in the Elite Sports Arena was going nuts. I love that match. Good pick, so, Malcolm. Thank you. Hogan school, and Bundy, man. Right, right on. Who's next? Huh? Yes, I have Hello. a match I'd like to share. Um, I was watching Halloween Havoc 1995, uh, Lex Luger versus Ming. Lex Luger won by DQ. Um, Ming almost had the win on um, Ming almost had the win on Luger. And uh, who who was talking in the background? Um, uh, it ain't me. Go ahead. Ming, proceed, uh, Steve. Decorum. Ming, yes, uh, spiked. Ming had a spike in his boot that he uh, used on Luger to uh, almost finish off Luger and uh, Taskmaster uh, Kevin Sullivan uh, inter- broke the pin and uh, booted Luger for Luger to get the win. And there was some miscommunication there with uh, Ming and Sullivan, some, uh, uh, you know, differences, some arguing after the match. Um, I believe commentary said Sullivan wanted Luger to to win the match. And then uh, eventually later that night, Luger would join the Dungeon of Doom, um, turning on a Savage. So it was a, it was a eventful night for the Dungeon of Doom, to say the least. And uh, it's very interesting that Ming is still wrestling to this day. And he's, he's wrestling deathmatch wrestlers like Schlack. I wanted to ask you about that uh, on tonight's show. It's uh, pretty amazing how Ming is still still going at it. Yeah, Ming's, Ming's one of the toughest wrestlers, if not the toughest wrestler in the world. And and the toughest looking car salesman ever in the world, too. <laughs> he's right. And the cars. nicest guy. Nicest oh. guy. Him and the barbarian. Speaking of... Speaking of Kevin Sullivan and Spikes, I um, I was talking to uh, I was watching Gangrel on Facebook and he showed a golden spike that he had a like a printed signature of Sullivan on it. It was pretty neat. That's really wow. cool. That's a close. That's really Steve. cool. Good Thank match. You. Are you done, Malcolm? I'm, I'm sorry. Sure. I just like good oh, you're matches. Get cool <laughs> Words of the night, decorum. Decorum. Let's, let's, let's decorum. Yes, Just have a yeah. bit of decorum, no please. Yeah, no echoes. <laughs> Just decorum. Thank you. Okay, who's next? Sorry. Great, great, I would like to go. Uh, I got a, I got a great pick. 
Great pick so far, guys. Let's not step over each other. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, I got an old school match a long time ago. This is for SCW Wrestling. Tully Blanchard versus Eric Emery. Oh, yeah. Good one, Brian. Eric Emery. Disclaimer for tonight's show. uh, Might want to wear some earplugs at times when decorum is practiced. (laughs) So carry on. Yeah, Malcolm. Wait a minute. Eric Embry and Tully Blanchard, Brian. That's really good. Two yeah, I, was, I haven't even seen Eric Embry wrestling since I was a kid. Wow. That's good stuff, Brian. Thank you. Um, uh, Velvet, did you have one? Or did you already go yet? Or? I did. I'm ready. It's a WCW Nitro match. Heenan and, nice. Heenan and um. Oh, what's the name or commentator? Dang it. Anyway. Tony Schiavone? Right. Tony Schiavone. Ouch. Jesus. December 13th. Malcolm. God dang. Some people got to hear. December 13th. <laughs> December 13th, 1999. I witnessed the best spine buster next to Arn Anderson I'd ever seen. You know what the match nice. is? Do you show? W- when was this? December 13th, 1999, on WCW Nitro. Do you remember oh, the match? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I know what you about. It was the Papa Stro the Maestro versus the artist, formerly known as Prince Iakea. You yeah, really know, one you know hell trivia? of a spine buster. Go ahead. So, Thank no, you. It was one hell of a spine buster, man. That was awesome. Did you know right, at one go ahead. point what there, were were there, there were plans? There were plans to team us together at one point. Oh, that would have been awesome, dude. Yeah, Y'all would have... yeah that would have been great. I was great. forward to it, but, but just like a lot of plans during that time, it oh, yeah. came and dawned like tumbleweeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Papa well, like Strong, you man, did, Paisley, this... did Paisley and Symphony get into it? No. <laughs> That would be for Mike. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, no. Actually, they were they were they went shopping. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I bet. They went to the mall and went shopping. Uh, show's right. over. Okay. They were like the show's over. Deuces. We're out of here. Going shopping. Yeah, they, they were like mall. mall. They were like, God, Malcolm, do me a favor. Turn down the you, volume. You're loud, buddy. Thing, man. Yeah, you too. Uh, I, I ain't got the volume up. It's me. I'm sorry. Do you, do you know? I'm gonna be honest with y'all. As soon as I called oh, into this show, I didn't even have my phone on speakerphone, and I don't now. My mom looks around at me. She says, "I think I hear Malcolm." I said, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> I can hear okay. Malcolm from Wyoming without the earbuds. Yeah. <laughs> Wyoming is awful close tonight. Uh, let's get to uh, the dream matches. Who has who's first for the dream match for tonight? Hey, yeah, I got one. Uh, all right, go ahead. I'd like to see uh, these uh, tag team matchup of Ali Rex, Mike Orlando versus The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Oh, nice! Nice. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. 
I think oh, they yeah. have some similarities and yeah. alleys. I'm sorry. Uh, up and coming. Nice talent, match, so Professor I Steve. Thank you, Malcolm. <laughs> so that's my yeah, uh, that would be match pick of the week. Yeah, I mean, it's two very different mixed tags there, you know, in in style and the way they do things with uh, Orlando and Alex. It's not, yeah, Alex and Ali. Um, Ali, yeah, Ali and um, the Fiend and uh, Alexa. It, 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 it'll be a very interesting dynamic with those two teams because they're you know two totally different. Styles there, but it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I saw. Um, okay. I saw. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I saw some of their promos, and I thought you know they'd make a a good matchup. But please continue. <laughs> What's so funny, Malcolm? I don't know. He said, "Please continue." <laughs> okay. Oh, I I have a very unique dream match. Well, well, by by gum, go ahead and tell us, Brian. Okay, <laughs> it's Abdul, Abdul the Butcher, Malcolm, please teaming up. Abdul the Butcher teaming up with Ming versus the Great Muda and the Exotic Adrian Street with Kendall Wyndham as a special referee. Oh wow! Nice, Brian. Kendall Wyndham. Can you repeat? Can you repeat that one more time, Brian? Okay, Abdullah the Butcher. Without the Malcolm Echo. Teaming up with me <laughs> versus Without the, the Great Muda and the Exotic Agent Street with Kendall Wyndham as a special referee. Wow. Good one, Brian. Well, well what do you think, guys? <laughs> well, I think it was pretty good. I get to go with Abdullah. I have a I do have a question for Stro. Sure. Being that I really don't I really don't have a dream match per se. But I would like to know from you who was who was the one guy that you think that you should have had an opportunity to work and you never did. Hulk Hogan. Oh my god. No, no I've I've worked with Hulk Hogan quite a few times. <laughs> Why is everything funny to you, Malcolm? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just oh feeling good. I'm sorry. Are you drinking a lot of power in that, Malcolm? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> you get getting me to laugh, and now I'm about to cut my oh, phone on me to man it up, I guess. Yeah. Well, what have you guys done laughing? I'll answer the question. Wait, wait, let me put this on. Um, yeah, we all are done, so can you answer the question, please? Let's Thank turn you. down the laughing gas, okay? Let's get to you know, the <laughs> oh my gosh. Class. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, mute yourself. Are we done? Are we done last Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Sorry. The word is now stifle. You know what stifle means? <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah, Archie Bunker. No, it doesn't mean Archie Bunker. <laughs> Look it up in the dictionary. You'll find well, out. They used to say it all the time. All right, let him speak. All right. I got a dream match. Um, no, Wait. Stro is trying to answer the question that I asked him, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. 
Okay, Malcolm, you're in timeout. All right. All right. Okay. Now, uh, all right. You want me to help you a little bit? (laughs) No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm just waiting for everybody to come down laughing. Took me forever to answer this one question. That's like five minutes. Um, I, I guess one of the guys I mentioned this earlier on an earlier podcast. Kurt Angle would definitely be one of the guys I would love to <coughs> that step nice. in the ring with. Absolutely, uh, I've always had a d- deep respect for Kurt Angle. Um, well, he you know, worked being his butt ad- off. that amateur wrestling background myself, and and knowing what he's accomplished, you know, winning the gold medal for the Olympics and. And everything, uh, and is uh, I just always had a deep respect for Kurt Angle. Even you know his pro wrestling career, it's amazing what he's accomplished. That in itself, absolutely. So uh, Kurt, Kurt Angle Great definitely answer. at the top of the list. I, yeah. I I do because of the amateur background that that you have and Kurt has. I would love to see um, Dolph Ziggler get out of WWE. Go somewhere else, whatever, whatever the case may be. I think he needs to get out of there. I think you and him would have one heck of a match. I'd love to. I'd love to wrestle Dolph. Yeah. You know, I and he another just, guy I I've always wanted to wrestle. Go ahead. No. I just think he needs to get out of there because he's just gonna lay around and do nothing. They promised him the moon and gave him nothing. So and to, I see, think that's the thing. And you see shades of it every now and then how great of an amateur he is. I mean, he'll, oh, absolutely. You know, he'll showcase, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm with you. He has you. to because totally he's got you. three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I, another guy Another guy I've, I always want to wrestle never had a chance to was Les Thornton. I always oh, thought Les Thornton was a yeah. tremendous thing. He was good. Oh, he was. Oh, my God. He could, work circ- mm-hmm. he could work circles around those guys, you know. And put him in all kind of things, and they're like, "How did he get into that? Why is his arm this way?" And wrestling's over there, you know. He was great. Oh my god, Matt wrestling for him was like, "We're gonna roll around for a minute, and you're gonna be tired, and I'm still gonna be on top." <laughs> and another good. guy that was mentioned earlier in the podcast uh, was, was another one that I used to get advice from. Actually, call I used to call him and give advice for nearly my career was a. Uh, Luthez. I definitely would have loved to be in the ring oh, with Luthez. Well, the hands down, Luthez is like the guy for me. You know, so yeah, yeah it would have been awesome. Yeah, exactly. It, it's so, so much talent and then, you know, he was born way too early for, for our sake, basically. If he would have been born a little later and we had a little more time, you know, with him, right. it would have been awesome. But, you know, any more, that wasn't the card. Any more, um, <laughs> right. Oh, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm, no, you're fine. I'm with you. I'm just saying, is, has everybody gone through, had the dream matches yet? Uh, is there any more dream matches? Um, do you mind I if I one. add another one? Sure. Whatever you like. Um, I'd like to see Susan Green versus Io Shirai. Ooh, wow. Yes. That would definitely be uh, the best. solid. Yeah. Yes. That would be solid for sure. Dang, brother, we'll have to get ringside for that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. That'd be tremendous. 
Any more dream matches? Uh, Can we get everybody? I've got one, Papa Stro. Okay. I want Tito, um, Tito Santana and the Hulk Hogan. I don't know if this happened against King Kong Bundy and Big John Studd. Ooh, that'd be nice. That would be good. And Papa Stro. You know, they were a heck of a team I at think one a time. They were a heck of a team at one time. Uh, mm-hmm. King Kong Bundy yeah, and they Big John Studd. Yeah, they were. Oh, I thought you were talking Hope. about Hogan and Tito. They, they took on uh, Adonis and Macho Man. Uh, no, John Studd and King Kong Bundy. Uh, that was the team. Also. Yeah, they were great when they took on the Bulldogs. <sighs> all right. Well, thanks, thanks, Malcolm. Um, yeah, Papa Stro, right, I wanted to... The corn, I wanted Malcolm. to add a match, somebody that... You should wrestle. I think it'd be a good match. Have you? Did you ever wrestle okay. Sting, Steve Borden? <laughs> oh my God! Uh, Have I ever? Yeah, how come you wrestled on Saturday uh, night? Is this is this a real uh, Maverick? I've, <laughs> I've wrestled Sting. No, I just was wanted to know. Are you gonna it's let me on the network. Are you gonna let oh, me answer the question? Okay. Sorry, I've wrestled Sting. Okay. All right. I've wrestled Sting when he was Surfer Sting. I've wrestled Sting when he was Crow Sting. I've <laughs> wrestled Sting quite a few times, actually. And he was great. I love Sting, man. He's a tremendous guy. I must guy, have man. missed him. Nice. Yeah. Very okay. good. Okay, that was interesting. Yeah, very good. Bravo. All right. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Uh, plug time. Plug time. Anything you guys want to plug? Go ahead. Plug away. Uh, yeah. Um, definitely check out the recent In the Room with Kevin Kelly interview. I, I really enjoyed that and get to talk New Japan. Uh, check out NGPWWorld.com. Uh, check out the G1 Climax 30 on, on that service. And uh, I'm on Twitch at uh, Twitch.tv backslash uh, Steven. So uh, those are my uh, plugs for the week. Cool. Definitely check that out, guys. Uh, uh, thank you, Steve. Who, who's next for the plug? Uh, I've got two quick plugs. Very quickly. Ouch. Uh, everybody, you can follow me <laughs> on Instagram. Follow Brian. Gra- Grace. It's sufficient. G R A C E I S S U F F I C A N T. And you can also follow Little Man at Little Man One Cool on Instagram. And he just gave me a big Little look, man. so I guess I guess he gave a thumbs up to that one. Little Man. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Little Man still wants to meet Sparky. Okay. <laughs> We're glad to make it happen. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Uh, Who's who's next uh, on the plugs? Anybody? Oh, and I wanted to mention that that, uh, Ming uh, Slack match is ICW, and I believe it's going to be on IWTV. Looking forward to seeing what what Ming can do against the... a younger deathmatch wrestler. I think that's going to be a interesting matchup for sure. 
2020 is a wild year. All right. Definitely the one for the ages there. Uh, anyone else? Anyone else? Yeah, I got one. Papa Stro. Uh, the Hollywood show, okay. January 22nd, 23rd. I'm looking forward to it. So many celebrities. I like wrestling and I like Raider games, but God, I love these Hollywood shows because it brings back my childhood, my life, my whole life cool. watching entertainment. Yeah. Cool. Can you give us the last days going to be there, Malcolm? I'm just kidding. Ouch. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> no. Don't. No, don't do it, Brian. Right, anyway. Uh, we'll be here all night, Brian. All right. <laughs> I got a plug. Don't forget WCW Retro every Thursday night. Please. That's awesome. I love this show. Don't ruin it for me. I will find you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Love you, brother. That's awesome. Look, look. I'm, t- you know, me trying to talk. Guys, lay off the laughing gas. Quit laughing, for God's sake. I know, this right? Laughing gas. Lord have mercy. Anyway, please listen to. Go ahead, bro. Follow Stephen. Follow Papa Stro at everything he's got. He's all the time. Y'all know Thanks. it. Y'all know it by heart. You got it. Uh. Follow, follow Battleground Championship Wrestling on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for us because we're getting some big things coming up. I just got off the phone this week. Papa Show, I don't want to drop this right now. We I just got off the phone, but the hand of stone Ronnie Garvin is going to be yeah. good. We're going to bring him in. So nice. hopefully you'll be at this show too. Yes, sir. All right. So, yeah. Ron Garvin, that's this awesome. going to be dude. awesome. Uh, yeah, he's he was funny. Yeah, and he brought he remembered me from Susan when I went down to – it was years ago. It's been like eight, nine years ago that I went down to the uh, – we call Alabama in Alabama, Mobile uh, uh, Reunion, the reunion down there. And um, mm-hmm. I said you were playing cards with Danny Hodge, and I sat down and talked to you all for hours. He goes, oh, yeah, now I know who you are. <laughs> and then we talked like we were best friends. And he's like, yeah, just That's let me awesome. know the date, and I'll get you in there. And he goes, you need to book me soon. I've already got dates in August. And I said, cool. So I, I mean, cool. I, I, he's really, I got everything on him. So yeah, and hopefully, hopefully you can be there. I know your bookings are gonna get busy as soon as we can get the hell out of 2020. God, yes. But, oh yeah. God, I can't wait. We can't get oh, out of 2021. Yes, yeah, that's all. Nothing better. 2021 is good year for all of us. Yeah, no doubt. Please, <laughs> we're gonna get out of this sinking ship. Yes. Would you tell Ronnie Garvin I loved it when he was the ring announcer at SummerSlam '89? Oh, he announced you. Greg Valentine and Jimmy well, Hart. You know what? I just still you get to do that. You'll get to do that yourself if you're here still, and we you're gonna be part well, of Peter. everything that we're doing. All right, cool. Kansas Stone. Right. Oh, oh right. my goodness. Oh, Great This is I was. Seg segue in, uh, perfect segue in this. Uh, any of you guys in the bit, it could be th- those of us here that are in the business, or those of us that are just avid fans watching. Uh, what's the hardest that you you've seen one wrestler lay into another, whether it be watching it or just taking it yourself? Uh, go. 
Johnny Z going over the top rope and breaking his – he had a spiral break from his wrist all the way to his shoulder that ended his career, basically. Ooh, God. Uh, you remember Johnny Ziegler, don't you? Yeah, uh, Johnny Z. He was yeah. He well, he was from this state, and uh, I talked to him because he, he real quickly he was on an independent show with us at the Township Auditorium in Columbia, and uh-huh. these three these two big guys were going to toss me out to the over the top and toss me to the floor, and he had already got eliminated, and I didn't know Johnny at the time at all. I just met him five minutes before the this battle royal. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. throw him, I'll catch him, I'll catch him. They threw me. I grabbed the top rope and went back down to the bottom, and I got up and went, oh, no, I don't know you. You could have sidestepped no, me. God. I don't play that game. I said, I don't play that right? game. And then he asked me, who trained me, right? And he goes, oh, well, you were smart because, yeah, I was going to sidestep you. I said, dirty, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but he talked, but he, but he, you know, he ran some independent shows for a while, and then he wrestled mm-hmm. on some. But he could he wasn't supposed to, obviously, but – he was never the same after that injury. I think yeah. it happened either in WWF. I think it happened in WWF. He went over the right. top on a battle roll. They closed on him over the top, and he landed funky, and it tore his entire arm up. So, oh, yeah. man. That would be the – and that's not really a hard hit. It's just the fact that he landed wrong. I think it was his fault. Right. I'm not sure. I think – Yeah. Um some of the most hard hitting matches I've seen are probably involving Walter or Kenta Kabashi, like Kabashi Joe, like some of the NXT UK Walter matches. Um, Stan Hansen. It's, uh, oh yeah, those lariats, especially especially Vader Hansen when Vader's eye was bulging out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, tense, man. Yeah. Um, any any anyone else? I got to say, uh, the times that I've seen Ric Flair chop Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, those oh, were yeah. chops heard around the world. Mm. And you could see the redness on the Steamboat's chest and and uh, the many other times that Flair has done the chops to different stars like Ricky Martin and uh, Sting and uh, so many other countless opponents. He's wrestled, but those three in particular, I remember uh, their chest turned plum red. I mean, he—he's he, he, if there's any man in wrestling that's got a slogan for chops heard around the world, that's a nature boy, Ric Flair. Well, I'm the Trump. What that. matches? What match? I'm gonna. What matches yeah, those two had, man? Oh my God. Oh yeah, but I'm gonna trump that, Brian. I'm gonna trump. I'm okay. Gonna you, <laughs> the, I'm gonna tell you the biggest. Bloodiest chop fest I saw was Ric Flair against Wahoo McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Wahoo McDaniel oh did not God. back down the entire time. So Flair mm-hmm. oh, wow. lost that one. Ow. Flair lost that one, in my opinion. He won the match, but he was bloodied, not only his head, but his chest was bleeding, and he was <laughs> limping to the back. He was literally physically just beaten to death. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I got wow. another one. Oh God! I uh, Shibata, Shibata versus Shibata versus Okada, New Japan. Shibata like headbutts him, and he basically ends his career after that match. With he was bleeding from the uh, headbutt shot. Pretty epic way to go out. Wow, that's heavy stuff. No, thank you. Uh, Hematoma, I think. 
Mm. I, I've seen Kibashi and Kawada chop. Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah, Kawada just just blister each other on the chops <laughs> back mm. in the day. Exactly. Oh, you like the cringe. Uh, I remember one time I uh, <laughs> I was in this tag match, right? And I started off with one of the other guys. And uh, I backed the guy in the corner, and I gave him a chop. I chopped him so hard, he was wearing a shirt, right? And I chopped him so hard, his shirt just, like, ripped off of him, and he collapsed and uh, went out of the ring, and the referee rang the bell, literally. <laughs> yeah, what's this? Wow. Are you kidding me? Wow, that's this crazy. <laughs> oh, I, I, you were one I hit a quitter, baby. <laughs> What happened was uh, he gut shot at me, right? And I went to retaliate, and then uh, and I retaliated with a chop, and evidently I I came with a lot of force, and <laughs> to the point where he just, <laughs> just fell off it. And the referee rang the bell, like, oh, he, and he showed me his uh, chest afterwards, like, dear lord. <laughs> well, I was just like, Urkel, how can you man, go? Did whoops. I do that? <laughs> yeah, whoops, right. my bad. Yeah, no joke, My bad, man. brother. So I, I learned to well, tone, I, tone it down a little bit yeah. on the chops, you know. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, I don't oh, think I was that one. No, me, no, me neither. <laughs> I didn't even know. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Well, it's been fun, guys. This has been a really fun show. Uh, thank you, guys. Randy for being here. Savage thank you. against the Ultimate Warrior. And uh, wow, Sting who, against Rick Flair. Look, look who came late to the party. Okay. Awesome. What happened to the uh, <laughs> promo thing? Ow, oh, good God. Well, we ran out of time. To be continued. Yeah, yeah. we're out of time. To be continued. Yeah, be continued. We, uh, trust great me, we show, great interviews. Everybody had been yeah. good. So. Raring. Thank Everybody you guys to be for, uh, Thank you guys for uh, being here. Um, thank you oh, for you're listening, listening. Be sure to catch archives for tonight's uh, WCW Retro. Just look for WCW Retro in today's date. And uh, once again, thank you to Lord DeVore for the awesome interview. And uh, I'm going to try to line another great guest for next week. Uh, I'll definitely keep you guys informed for sure. But uh, thank you for, for everything. You guys are the very best. Uh, such a pleasure being on here with you all. And uh, be good to yourselves and each other. Have a great rest of the week and weekend. And we'll see you guys next Thursday on WCW Retro. And uh, what what theme music should be played? Yay. Very good. Podcast. Let's see what I got in the bag of goodies here. <laughs> Last week you said ride it far from Malcolm. I'll be quiet. <laughs> uh, How about Disco and Bruno? Disco Inferno, oh my god he, Well Disco Inferno and Conan has, has their own podcast, so let them worry about it Oh yeah, you don't get saved <laughs> no, no, You I can always care. play Vince Russo <laughs> Oh god Decorum Decorum, please Decorum It's delicate cut off, Brian, Decorum that comment <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's, let's get <laughs> Let's uh Let's let's see what we got here. All right, let's do some. Uh, what the hell, Lex Luger? 
everybody have oh, a good uh, weekend. You, guys, you take care. <laughs>